the Yak Babies. Sex, Presidents, and Sometimes Books. Welcome to Yak Babies, a podcast on the internet sponsored by Andy's Cave Maps. No one knows caves like Andy. My name is Aaron, here with my personal pals. Well, Dave's actually not here. Dave's in absentia, but I am here with Brick. Hello. And I'm here with... Uh, we used to call this guy Old Irish Nico for a long time, but he's currently in America, so we're calling him New American Nico? That sounds good. Wow. Nom. Uh, momentous uh, uh, occasion here. This is our first recording in person back in YAG headquarters since the pandemic, so this is very exciting. Welcome back, fellas. It's nice to be with you in the same room for the first time in a while. <laughs> Brick's been drinking bulletproof coffee made with yak ghee, and it's given him powers for sure. I'm not sure what, uh, or if he'll use them for good or evil, but we'll find out, I suppose. You know, who would find out? Sherlock Holmes, our topic for today's <laughs> discussion. 10 out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> Sherlock Holmes is one of those, uh, is a literary character who just seems to be, you, you seem to absorb Sherlock Holmes at some point early on in your in your life. At least I feel like I did. I never read Sherlock Holmes' book as a child, but I just knew who Sherlock Holmes was from cartoons, movies, whatever. You just absorb this character. So we want to talk about sort of how any of us read Sherlock Holmes stories, I think some of us have, and what's their value. But then sort of tied to that also is like, well, what do you... What does Sherlock Holmes mean to you? What do you? How do you? What do you do with this character? Uh, so, who has read Sherlock Holmes novels before? Which ones have you read? No idea. Okay, a, a lot of them. Yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah, but how yeah. old are you? Uh, I don't know, fifteen to thirty. Okay. Who knows? I was an adult when I read them. Yeah, I remember you did them talking about the podcast a while back, right? So that was probably when I read them. Yeah. Yeah. And what motivated you to, to pick them up in the first place? Why did you? Why did you start reading these Sherlock Holmes novels? I think it's because they're kind of famous and they're, you know. Supposed to be good, mm-hmm. basically just yeah. reputation. How about you? Yeah, I mean, I like, I like mystery stuff, but I don't read a lot of it. Yeah. Uh, so I figured, you know, I I go into those things. I do the same thing with sci-fi, where I just have this compulsion to kind of start at the beginning. Yeah. Um. So I think that's probably what brought to me to those books specifically a few years back. Well, that mm-hmm. was a few years back. It was like ten years ago. But I mean, like you, Sherlock Holmes is, and I don't know if this is a nature of how copyright works or what but he's one of those characters that is just lifted yes constantly right like yes. there's he just appears in every cartoon i can think of as a kid had one episode where there was some kind of sherlock holmes analog that showed up right yeah or not even the analog just the or just the guy. actual guy yeah. yeah or some version of him yep yeah so he's just i don't know it's like this weird cultural it's definitely copyright i think it's because it's uh, so he's so well known, but the yeah. there was so there was an adaptation on Netflix called Enola Holmes that was yeah. about him, his sister, and uh, they got sued because the estate of Sherlock Holmes or Arthur Conan Doyle said that the uh, Sherlock Holmes was never nice in a in a in a story until the end, like until the later stories, which are still under copyright. Huh. Yeah, Strange. it's pretty fucked up. Wait, so there are later stories that are, it's not totally public domain? Yeah, so it's like, so the character yeah. as an asshole is in the public domain. But if he's nicer, then he... There's then, no way they won that lawsuit. That's wild. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure, who the fuck knows? Yeah, that sounds like I mean, a nightmare. Yeah, he, but I feel like he must have been, I keep saying he like he's a real person, but... <laughs> Our friend Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, I feel like... Sherlock's Holmes being used everywhere yeah. predates whenever he hit public domain. Hmm. I don't know about that. I, I don't know. But I mean, I, I like, I feel like Sherlock Holmes exists in like things in like the 60s and, and 70s. 
Well, there was, I mean, there was beloved movies from the 30s and 40s. Uh, with Sherlock Holmes too, right? Like it's it's been a. But when were the books written? The late late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds? I believe so. Yeah. Uh huh. Not that we researched this before we started talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> like it's clearly set in like Victorian England. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I feel like it's Sherlock Holmes, like Dracula, took on very quick sort of ubiquity, right? Yep. Uh, Dracula, Tarzan, Lone Ranger, Superman, um, sort of fictional characters who. Uh, within pretty quickly after their creation or their sort of popularity just became like dominant. Like just like the, they entered into your life through osmosis as much through just uh, uh, intended consumption. I wonder if that has to do with just how they timed with the expansion of, of kind of media in general. And that, yeah, yeah, I think so. Hmm. Huh? So, okay. So quick breakdown digesting. Uh, in the UK. And I think in the U S copyright 75 years still? expires on the 70, 70th anniversary of the author's death. But in the U S it's also possible to apply for copyright that lasts for 95 years after the publication of the work. Thanks right. Disney. So yeah. that's what, um, that's, that's why they sued Netflix. <laughs> it's because right. it's like 95 years after, uh, after whatever that story was got, uh, got published. When did Arthur Conan Doyle die? 1930. So, so everything wow. expired in 2000. Yeah, because I remember the talk of him going public domain was relatively recent. Really, I thought it was so much older than that. Yeah, and I mean, you know, he's been a fixture in just media for 50 years before that. Yeah, right. So I, I think you're right. It might just be, and maybe people just didn't defend copyright nearly so vociferously hmm. until you know the late 80s, early 90s. Right. Well, I mean, it is it is Disney, so it's it is like every yeah. time. Mickey Mouse comes up for copyright. Yep. Disney lobbies to get copyright extended. Right. So yeah, I think it, I mean it used to be like patents, right? Like ten year, you'd have like ten yeah. years, and then they slowly extended and extended and extended. Yeah, right. So I, I guess I always liked Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Because I liked cartoons, you know, like so, <laughs> like that's all. It's like a there's something kind of familiar about that character, even mm. though the iteration is always different, you know? Yeah. I think there's something comforting, almost, you know, like, like a cozy almost where like mm. when you have that, you're like, okay, I know there's going to be a certain structure to the plot of this episode or of this short story or, or whatever I'm doing that that's pulling from this. And yeah. I think it's, it's generally, I'm going to find it satisfying. Right. I, now certainly they they're not always successful but i think that's a general sort of feeling i get and i think there's definitely an element of nostalgia to it so it kind of boils down to the things we talk about when we talk about genre fiction anyways yeah. just the, the satisfaction of the formula and the the consistency of those those features yeah you know and so i don't like I said, I read the books later. When I think of Sherlock Holmes, I think of those oddball cartoon and sitcom episodes that sort of take a little swerve. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where like now there's this guy here who's this goofy dog that's also a detective. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, and like they all did it. You know? Sure. Yeah. I I I actually don't like the original stories as much because they're so dry. And yeah. So there's yeah. so much like, you know. Oh, I saw gray cigar ash on your elbow and that kind of cigar ash can only come from this kind of cigar and but and it's like fuck this is the most boring part of of detective stories is like the piece by piece right you know grunt work ratiocination is the name for that right yeah (laughs) but i think the the character at least in its kind of modern interpretation is is what 
is compelling. It's like the genius that is so good at his job that he yeah. that it doesn't matter that he's an asshole to everybody. Right. You kind of have to put up with him. Yeah, that it's it's worth their you know idiosyncrasies to get the the brilliance of their work. Like we saw this, of course, like the TV show House was like a Perfect. Sherlock Holmes adaptation, yeah. right? right. It's yep. the same thing. And that was the drama the whole time was like, right. he pisses everybody off, but he, but God damn it. If he doesn't solve every case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think Watson's used well, like he needs that foil. Yeah. Foil's not the word, but counterpart. Counterpart. Yeah. Yeah. So it gives the reader an in to the story a little bit. Watson's maybe more relatable than Sherlock Holmes is. What's interesting to me about this conversation though, is that we don't have the same, like no one's reading Tarzan novels the same way. Right. Tarzan has, I would argue, a similar level of culture, cultural ubiquity. Not anymore, I don't uh, think. So everyone still knows. You're right. Yeah. I mean, if you if you go yep. to a swimming hole and you're right. swing yep. on a line you're and you're gonna make a Tarzan noise, but I don't think anyone's really pulling the Tarzan novels out to be like, oh, let's read these and see what's going on there. Like, it's just interesting how we, people do turn to Sherlock Holmes and read them. You do see them on like Barnes and Noble when they do the kind of like their fancy dressed up. I think because that potion. that character is so much more adaptable. Yeah, and also like more comfortable, right? The sort of mystery part of it is comfortable. And I think that the sort of adventure story is maybe not as comfortable. So are there adaptations of Sherlock Holmes that you particularly enjoy? So we mentioned House. Uh, there was the recent Sherlock series from the BBC that was obviously well-known, famous. I, I enjoyed that quite a bit. Are there others that you prize or, or, or particularly don't like? I, I really don't like the Robert Downey Jr. ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are bad. I didn't the like the Guy Ritchie either. ones. Yeah, yeah. because it, he it just turned it into everything was a fist fight, and it's like that's not what Sherlock Holmes is. Like, yeah, Sherlock Holmes specifically does not fight anybody. That's why he has Watson because right. Watson has a gun. That's his whole. That's half of his purpose is that he's, <laughs> right. he's the heavy. Right. He was like a soldier, right? Yeah. 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 The BBC one was great. Yeah. The BBC one really took the Sherlock Holmes is an asshole thing to an extreme. Yeah. 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 In like in like a weird, uh, he's not neurotypical kind of. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was sort of like a modern version of that. Yeah, like he's like some kind of savant that and just lets Watson think that he's dead for like three years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. To, to prove a point or something. Yeah, that was interesting writing. But the if you ever watch those young Sherlock Holmes, yeah, uh, that show was it. It was a show, right? Or was yeah. it were they movies? There was a movie, Young Sherlock Holmes. There was a show too. I think it was a show. I only remember it vaguely. I might be confusing it with Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. I'm, yeah, that might exactly be what's happening. <laughs> yeah. One of the things I like about it's kind of moving away from your question, but one of the things I like, I, I did like the books. They were a little dry, but mm. also like pretty interesting. And I like the, it's not just he, he's a good character, but like I said, like Watson plays well into sort of the structure of those things. And then mm. Moriarty is, is, is pretty key in, in sort of how it works where there's this like equal mind pulling the strings that he's so there's like someone braiding the knot that he's untying you know what i mean that, yeah. that's going on and there's this undercurrent of some of it is just all these different kind of clues and whatever piling up and then there's just enough there's just enough luck and happenstance and there's just enough you know red herring spread around but then really when it comes down to there's 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 this other force that it becomes this kind of battle of the minds even though it takes a while to get to them Right, which I think is is well done. It's also part of the the thing about Sherlock Holmes that's interesting to me too is that how known the sort of world of Sherlock Holmes is, even if you haven't read the novels too, right? Like the, even knowing names of cases, like I'm the Hound of Baskervilles, is yeah, like a common easy reference to to make, and you don't have to. I've never read it, but I just know 
the reference, right? I know Inspector Lestrade and you know these are her characters or whatever, but I just have never been, I've never gone to the original content. Uh, it's just been absorbed. It's just been sort of taken on because it's so out there. Are there, are there any other sort of like pop culture, or not, uh, yeah, I guess pop culture, but sort of like um, public domain type characters that you have never investigated, but they maybe think you would? Like, for instance, Tarzan, would you ever read a Tarzan novel? No. Probably not. I mean, I could see tar- Tarzan kind of threads in your typical kind of fish out of water, yeah. you know, country bumpkin goes to the big city kind of stories. Mm-hmm. George of the Jungle. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Right. George of the Jungle. Yeah. No, there's just like kind of like, yeah, that sort of colonial thing, yeah. like uh, primitive versus civilized, like, yeah. you know, distasteful approach to that narrative. And trying to think of others. Like, I guess like, I mean... The, some Did of the you read a Prince those. Valiant book? No. Yeah. I read Prince Valiant comic strips yeah. in the paper sometimes. Um, I guess when I read those Flash Gordon books that we got uh, mm-hmm. a while back for yeah. Chamber 4, that was good because that was a sort of pop culture. Flash Gordon isn't made as, as ubiquitous anymore, but for a while was. Famously, the George Lucas tried to get the rights for Flash yeah. Gordon and then couldn't, so he made Star Wars instead. You know, one one in that vein that I'm kind of surprised doesn't get sort of rehashed and, and reskinned more often is The Three Musketeers. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. You think, because that's a pretty easy structure to just lift and... Yeah, I mean, well, let's think about that, though. Basically I, the Ninja Turtles, I guess, but... Ninja Turtles, kind of, or like any kind of like cop show where the rookie joins and has to like figure out how to become part of the crew of cops and they sort of become accepted into the fold yeah. kind of the musketeers style approach it's kind of it, it does seem kind of wrapped up in the old-timey aesthetic and the sword like i think of the sword fighting and the, yeah you know living in the woods or whatever they did right robin hood's another one yeah I, you see robin hood yes. used a fair amount yeah actually but then Robin Hood's got that more kind of thematic thing where it's, you know, robbing from the rich. Like, that's yeah. more adaptable, I feel like, than Three Guys with Swords. Yeah. And Robin Hood yeah. gets used almost as much as, as Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Certainly more than Tarzan. But Robin Hood also gets used not in terms of the aesthetics of Robin Hood as much as just, like, the idea of a Robin Hood-like character. Yeah, that's like, what I mean. Yeah. Describing someone as a Robin Hood just because they are sort of robbing from rich people, whatever, but doesn't have anything tied to the, there's no merry men or whatever necessarily. But I guess it happens with Sherlock Holmes too, when people are like, oh, it's like a Sherlock Holmes over here. This person's solving crimes or, or mm-hmm. solving cases. Uh, listeners, tell us what your thoughts on Sherlock Holmes are or your thoughts on these sort of like pop culture, public domain figures that are out there who maybe you haven't read before. Um, have you ever read a Tarzan novel or a Robin Hood? Or the Robin Hood was, it, was it novels? Robin Hood? I have no idea what it's based on actually. I don't, I don't think there's a Robin Hood novel. I, I think it's just a... Was it a real guy? It's probably one of those like stories based on a... I have no idea. I have no idea. As far as I know, there's not a Robin Hood book. I'm just realizing that I have literally no idea. Yeah, and it I... must just be like some kind of folklore is passed down. Yeah. Uh, or maybe it is a book on. and just the book's no good. Originally depicted in English folklore and subsequently <sighs> featured in literature film. Let me see if I can find its like first publication. Yeah. I thought of another Sherlock Holmes is pretty good. Oh, yeah? Which is um, I'm playing this game called The Great... The Great Ace Attorney, oh. uh, and there's a Sherlock Holmes. For some reason, they call him Herlock Sholmes, which is really annoying. And I'm hoping right. that there's a reason for that besides just dodging copyright. But yeah. I think it's copyright. Yeah. But that wouldn't stand water and anything. So, like, if you're gonna do that, do it. But anyway, he's uh, he's like a buffoon, but he thinks he's great, and it's done pretty well. So he's sort of like he's almost like a Inspector Clouseau kind of right kind of character where he's he like 
does it wrong, but then ends up stumbling in the right direction and helping. And it, it's pretty well done. That's uh, cool. Yeah. Huh. If you were aware, but there was a recent film adaptation of Sherlock Holmes called Sherlock Gnomes. Oh, and God. I don't know. Did you bring this topic up because you want the gnome to come over? No. Was it, was it no. an invitation? Because I can, the gnome, I can get the, the gnome, gnome to come over. The gnome is currently on trial for January 6th. <laughs> Orchestrating the whole thing. You can't. You can't. You need FBI to unfriend him. You need to do all those things. You're going to get flagged. I mean, it's complicated. It's a complicated relationship with the gnome. There's no complication. I don't there. agree with his politics, but, you know, we, we knew each other for so long. What do you what do you call three guys and a Nazi? Four Nazis. Correct. So yeah. stop hanging out with the gnome. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, uh, the first Robin Hood play was put on in 1426. Wow. Okay, so it was huh. like a folklore figure. This was just became. How did Shakespeare not write a Robin Hood play? Really? Yeah. Interesting. Huh. Okay. Great. We'll have to do an episode of Robin Hood now. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Should probably do that whole sign-off again since we stopped halfway through. Uh, listeners, tell us your experience with these public domain pop culture figures, Sherlock Holmes, Tarzan, Robin Hood, etc. Give us your thoughts on those. We want to hear them. Uh, Twitter at Yakbabies and email us at yakbabiespodcast at gmail.com. Let us know in those places. Of course, go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash yakbabies, where you can get access to our bonus podcast. There's a whole separate universe there of Yakbabies content. We're doing – I mean, there's a big one coming to – the patreon soon i'm not sure when it's gonna drop sometime i gotta soon. get it it's gonna be a lot of work but i yeah. gotta get it done by halloween so. for halloween for sure where we're doing a, a ultimate candy bracket uh we sacrificed our bodies to do this for you to determine which is the best candy of all time and we did it we fucking did it um so check that for one dollar a month one dollar is what we're asking for access to all the content on patreon there's so much there please enjoy it and then our uh, merch tinyurl.com slash jackbabies where you can get posters and mugs and shirts uh, fun designs by brick that are really funny and uh, reference our inside jokes they're all great all is happening and more until then jackbabies yakking off the jackbabies would like to thank all the loyal listeners and especially their patrons both past and present including michael bonnie sebastian david roger kathleen bailey andrew and william howard taft oh.